0: You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news and culture update from the Long Island Sound region. New York three congressional candidates faced off in a debate last night. Governor Lamont proposes making intentional misreporting a Class D felony for Connecticut police. And a Navy SEALs case tests a Pentagon rule on extremism. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. election to replace George Santos in New York's third congressional district could narrow the Republican majority in the U.S. House. The candidates faced off in a heated debate last night hosted by News 12 Long Island. WSHU's Desiree DiOrio reports. The tight race is a toss-up between Republican Mazi Pillip and Democrat Tom Swasey. The migrant crisis at the southern border played a prominent role at the debate. Pillip, a two-term Nassau County legislator, blamed Democrats like Swazi for the recent influx of immigrants, despite the successful effort by the GOP this week to block a bipartisan border plan. You created this issue. You were there. You were in charge of this problem, Tom. Well, admit it. You have to admit it. Swazi is running for his old job. He represented the district for six years as a moderate Democrat. So you to suggest that I'm a member of the squad is about as believable as you being a member of George Santos's volleyball team. He said Pillup is too inexperienced and unprepared for Congress. The special election is Tuesday. Desiree DiOrio, WSHU News. Governor Lamont has proposed legislation to make it illegal for Connecticut police officers to submit false statements in law enforcement records. WSHU's Molly Ingram reports it's in response to last year's Traffic Stop Report scandal. Lamont's proposal would make intentional misreporting a Class D felony for law enforcement officers. David McGuire is the director of the Connecticut ACLU. He says most of the state's residents will be surprised to find out that submitting a false report as an officer wasn't already illegal.
1: been over 20 years that police have to submit racial profiling data in Connecticut. And the fact that we're still dealing with compliance issues, whether they're intentional or unintentional, it's a huge problem.
0: The bill would also require criminal conduct to be reported to the chief state's attorney. Department of Emergency Services Director Ron L. Higgins says he supports the legislation. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. AARP New York says Governor Hochul's recent budget proposal neglects the importance of family caregivers' role in supporting the state's aging population. WSHU's Sarah McGiff reports. A recent AARP report highlights the mounting financial responsibilities that caregivers are facing to provide adequate care for aging New Yorkers. State Director Beth Finkel says the proposed executive budget means these caregivers will have to remain on waiting lists for basic needs such as transportation, home-delivered meals, and respite care without additional state relief. Being 58 years old and then realizing you don't have enough money for your own retirement, in the end, what the state government is going to do is only going to increase the roles of people who are going to need Medicaid. A survey distributed by AARP across Long Island found that women are twice as likely to be caregivers for a loved one. Finkel says many caregivers have had to quit their jobs to focus on providing care. Sarah McGiff, WSHU News. A Pentagon policy designed to keep extremists out of the military is being tested in a case of a Navy SEAL. That's coming up in just a bit. First, a message from our supporter. Local support comes from Hartford HealthCare, the only health system in the Northeast with all its hospitals receiving A grades for safety from the LeapFrog Group, the nation's leading independent safety watchdog group, HartfordHealthCare.org. from 115 Connecticut municipalities met this week for the Council of Small Towns annual meeting. It helps the state's smaller towns navigate the complexities of state government. Executive Director Betsy Gara says this year they have over 30 newly elected mayors and select people.
1: This year we featured several state agencies that provide critical grants and other resources to our towns to help them Meet the needs of their communities in terms of school construction, improving indoor air quality, paving roads, traffic safety, environmental protection issues. So there
0: is so much to know as a first election or newly elected mayor. Governor Lamont also spoke to leaders about property tax issues, high speed Internet and testing for PFAS in drinking water wells. The Environmental Protection Agency announced new air quality limits on tiny particle pollution, also known as soot, according to the American Lung Association. Connecticut and Long Island will see benefits blowing in from out of state. All counties in the region already have pollution emissions lower than the new EPA standards, according to a Lung Association report. Fairfield County had the most unhealthy air days in the New York City metro area last year. The Sisters of St. Joseph in Brentwood on Long Island will convert a former school into 140 affordable housing apartments. The sisters agreed to partner with the nonprofit Concern Housing to redevelop the former Academy of St. Joseph buildings. Half of the apartments will become income restricted and the other half will be supportive housing units. The development requires a zoning change and could open to residents as early as 2026. Navy SEALs fight against LGBTQ policies, tests the Pentagon's new extremism rules. Andrew Dyer has more.
1: It's probably one of the best views in the whole place is right up on top of the hill. Judy Bailey-Savage drives her side-by-side ATV along the fence of her ranch in Temecula, California. There's Big Bear over there, that's the other range, there's like Skinner. Atop a hill overlooking Temecula's wine country, she points out the expanse of Savage Ranch. The Savage Ranch goes from back here all the way up past there and the lot in front of it. So it's fairly large. The ranch serves as a refuge and retreat for LGBTQ plus people, activists and artists seeking a safe space. But Savage says the community has been threatened. When the local school board debated the state social studies curriculum and gay student rights, conservative activists began speaking at the meetings. Among those, Active-duty Navy SEAL Bryce Henson, who attended rallies and meetings alongside members of the Proud Boys and other extremist groups. Savage says Henson threatened her in a late-night phone call. I asked him, why are you stalking me? Why are you calling me, stalking me, after he came unhinged like the second time? And he goes, well, I've already surveilled your property. She says she told the Navy, but nothing happened. Months later, in November, the service finally launched an investigation into Henson. But advocates say the harassment continued. Last month, Henson sent a video of himself to an Instagram account that tracks extremists. He's in his Navy uniform shooting guns. The caption said he wanted to share his skill set after certain people leaked his job history to the press. The owner of the Instagram account spoke to us on condition of anonymity.
0: It's scary having somebody send you threatening messages when they've been trained by the U.S. military to be a killing machine. To me, it's clearly threatening. He said, share with your friends was his message with it. And he had sent me other messages before saying, show your face.
1: The Navy classifies Henson's investigation as administrative and won't comment on any action it takes. But a Navy official with knowledge of the case says the investigation found Henson engaged in threatening behavior but didn't violate the Pentagon's extremism rules. Bishop Garrison is a senior fellow with the National Security Institute at George Mason Law School. He led the Pentagon's working group that helped craft the military extremism rules. He says the policy on extremist behavior is written broadly. For more to be done, he says lawmakers need to act. What we need is for um, elected officials, particularly uh, members of Congress, to stand up and make some very specific uh, laws and rules around what our expectations of uh, this type of behavior really truly should be. While he didn't comment on Henson specifically, Garrison says it's important for the Pentagon to investigate allegations of extremism among the ranks. This activity has a direct, outsized impact. Not only can you deteriorate unit cohesion, not only can you disrupt the good order and discipline of units, people get hurt. In an email statement, Henson didn't comment on the allegations. Instead, he writes that he's a father who's being smeared. Back at Savage Ranch, another Temecula activist, Pastor Rachel Dennis, says Henson and his thousands of followers have people in the LGBTQ plus community scared.
0: Because we see that extremism and the language on his Instagram, which can then produce the violence in, in some people, you know, and so... Sometimes, you know, we're sitting out here scared,
1: honestly. The Navy official says Henson could receive minor punishment for engaging in threatening behavior. But he could also face more serious repercussions, such as being kicked out of the SEALs or the Navy altogether. The Pentagon policy says troops who are found to have participated in extremist activity are expelled from the military. Reporting from San Diego, I'm Andrew Dyer.
0: This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or stream anytime you like with the WSHU app or on our website, WSHU.org. After all things is supported by Hartford HealthCare. And here at WSHU, we really want to connect with you, the listener, because that's how public radio works. Feel free to reach out to us with any thoughts or story ideas you have. Our email is news at WSHU.org. I'm Sabrina Garone. Have a great rest of your Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.